Let's Cash. It's the biggest event of the year in sports, in TV, in gambling. Uh, let's get down to it. A really exciting, I've been in the lab episode here for you of core bets as we break down every single possible angle of this Super Bowl, getting you ready, getting you hopefully informed. Uh, of course, this is all information in my personal preference. And this is all for you to just get the information a little bit more informed and help you make your own bet for the big game this Sunday. So without further ado, let's dive in. The Rams playing at home. We never had a uh, Super Bowl team host in their own stadium until the Bucks last year. They were dogs against the Chiefs. They won with Brady. Rams become the second team to do so and go figure it's in back-to-back years. Now they are hosting an interesting Super Bowl because it's in L.A., team that's moved from L.A. to St. Louis back to L.A. Uh, They've been invaded by road fans quite a bit. The Niners have packed that place multiple times now, as they just showed. Uh, Rams were able to get out of there with a victory because Kyle Shanahan, lo and behold, chokes again. But here we go. Rams open up as three-and-a-half-point favorites. They are getting 58% of the tickets and 76% of the money. The public has moved this line to four and a half. Now you could get four somewhere, but we're seeing consensus lines as Rams minus four and a half. So the public on the Rams and the public driving that line as well. Sharps were on the Bengals for a little bit. Now they're not. Again, we're still going to monitor that throughout the week as we are recording this on a Wednesday, posting on a Wednesday. Check out Corbett's Corner if you want to hear from Bengals fan Kirill Smolianski, a great Uh, That is out now, YouTube, podcast, wherever you enjoy watching slash listening. Great perspective on what it's like being a Bengals fan for the past couple of decades. Um, All over under opens up at 49 and a half. 61% of the tickets are on the over, but 80% of the money is on the under. And the line has dropped to 48 and a half. Oh, my favorite line movement and the public on the other side. It's my favorite. All three Cincinnati playoff games have gone under. Two of the three Rams playoff games have gone under, and you could argue that that Tampa Bay game should have gone under if it wasn't for just the crazy turnovers and end of the events in that game that pushed it over. Um You know, the Rams are the better team on both sides of the ball. That is certainly uh, not up for debate. They were always in the top echelon of teams in the NFL, except they were streaky. They started out red hot. Okay, the Rams are for real. Then Stafford starts throwing a lot of interceptions again towards the end of the season. They have that collapse against the 49ers that allowed the 49ers into the playoffs. And now Stafford's red hot again. I mean, he's tearing up the playoffs. He's He's been fantastic. You know, you, the most shaky game he's had so far was most recently against the 49ers. Um, you know, I, I keep waiting for Stafford to pull a Stafford. And it's slow. You saw a little bit of it in the game against the 49ers. They were able to squeak by. Can he get through the Super Bowl without making mistakes, throwing a pick six? He was 0-3 before the season. In the playoffs with not good numbers. Now, he was on the Lions, right? We all know that. Five years later, right? That's the last time he was in the playoffs. Five years later, he's 3-0. and He's tearing up the playoffs. He's got McVay. He's got a loaded roster. He's got guys that have been here before. And he's doing it against some damn good defenses. And he's doing it without Robert Woods. Uh, Remember, 
Cooper Cup was not in that Super Bowl the last time McVay and the Rams were in it, but of course they had Jared Goff and it lost to the Pats in one of the most boring Super Bowls we can all remember. Um, the Bucks, Niners, and Cardinals, all better defenses than the Bengals. So this is lining up. That's why the Rams are favored by so much. I think this line's pretty spot on from three to four points. Four and a half might be pushing it. I think that gives a slight edge to the Bengals. Uh, and especially with the public on the line, the Rams, I love that. Uh, if you are thinking that the Bengals are going to be your play, let's talk some trends. My favorite Rams are 0 1 straight up after a bye. Their bye came this year. Uh, they went to Green Bay after the bye and they lost. Bengals 1 0 after a bye and they went and stopped the Raiders at their place. Similar travel to Super Bowl. This team's ready to rock. You know, they, they've been, uh, we'll get into this a little better uh, later. They've been a solid road team. This team is ready to go, and they might actually have the edge in fans in SoFi Stadium. This year, including the playoffs, Rams 10 and 10 against the number, dead even 500. Bengals 13 and 7 against the spread, the second most profitable team outside of the Dallas Cowboys this year. Rams six and eight against the spread after a win. So they beat the Cardinals and then they went and did cover and beat the Buccaneers. After that win, they won, did not cover against the Niners. That's a win. Are they going to cover here against the Bengals? Remember, they are um, seven, six and eight against the spread after a win. Bengals are seven and five. They covered all three playoff games. Uh, Rams five and five against the number at home. Bengals are eight and two against the spread as an away team. Rams seven and 10 against the spread as a favorite. Bengals eight and three as an underdog. Rams four and five as a home favorite. Bengals six and one as an away underdog. Again, these are all against the number. Both teams are losers against the number in non conference games. Bengals two and three, while the Rams are just a measly one and four against the AFC this year. Rams. And Bengals are on equal rest. They are both coming off the Pro Bowl bye. Both teams on equal rest this season. Rams six and eight against the number. Bengals nine and six. Now these are all trends, of course. You know, trends don't always fall in line. But I think these, you know, those are numbers that popped out to me. Certainly, where it's like, wow, there's a big discrepancy here. And what does that mean? It means the Rams have always been overvalued all year. While you've heard the narrative of the Bengals all season, 150 to one, we haven't seen the team do this since the Rams uh, back in the you know greatest show on turf to do this. And so the Bengals, of course, all year have been undervalued and they've been beating teams as underdogs um, and they are possibly undervalued again here in the big game in the Super Bowl. Let's talk over under trends. Rams four and six to the under. So it's gone over four times out of the 10 games, six uh under at home those are home games four and six to the under Bengals two and eight to the under on the road so eight of ten games on the road have gone under for the Bengals Rams seven nine and one under takes precedent there as favorites Bengals eight out of 11 games as underdogs have gone under Rams six of nine games as home favorites have gone under Bengals six of seven as away underdogs have gone under. And then in non-conference, three out of five for the Rams gone under, uh, four out of five have gone under for the Bengals. Super Bowl history, Rams, 
They are one and three straight up. Remember, they won with Kurt Warner. They have lost, obviously, to the Patriots twice in Tom Brady, spanning different decades. And then they also lost like back in the 80s as well. Um, 03 and one against the spread. So even their win, they pushed when they did win with Warner. Uh, Bengals are 0-2 in the Super Bowl straight up. However, they are one of the rare teams to lose but cover as they are 1-1 against the number in their Super Bowl history. Speaking of Super Bowl history, this is crazy. Favorites, right? Dead even. 26-26-2 against the number in Super Bowl history. Uh, The over-under, I believe, is also dead even at 26-26. Straight-up winner, however, this was interesting. So the straight-up winner in Super Bowls are 36-5-2 against the number. So what does that mean? That it doesn't really come down to the final number too often. If you think the Bengals or Rams are going to win, you should just bet the spread no matter what. You obviously get the value with Bengals money line. So if you think the Bengals are going to win, take them spread, take the money line, get the value there. But if you think the Rams are going to win, you're better off just punching the spread because uh, rather than the juicy money line, because very rarely does it come down to within the number. Um The Rams win this game by Aaron Donald and Von Miller. These are both my cases for each team. Terrorizing Joe Burrow and the Bengals' O-line, plus Stafford not making any mistakes. The Bengals win this game by Stafford making mistakes. We all know his pick-six tendencies. Uh, We know this is a pretty decent – we're at least starting to learn that this is a decent Bengals defense, Bengals secondary. Eli Apple gets laughed at all the time, but he's – you know. He's been fine. And then you get Bates, of course. You get Von Bell. um, And look what they made Mahomes look like in the second half of that AFC championship. Um, So the Bengals win by Stafford making mistakes and keeping Joey B in the game, much like the Chiefs did. Uh, Evan McPherson wins this game, not unlike he's been doing throughout the course of the playoffs. Rams are pretty banged up right now. Tyler Higby is doubtful. Don't know if we're going to see him suit up. But this is even more worrisome is that Jalen Ramsey, Andrew Whitworth, Van Jefferson, and Cam Akers are all questionable as of midweek. So, yeah, I mean, they might all play, certainly, but they're clearly banged up, right? And that's uh, those are some key players there. You got Whitworth on the line, already an older guy, right? A Hall of Famer, and now he's banged up in the Super Bowl. He's trying to win one, and now he's going to have to go against some fresh rushers and Hendrickson and Hubbard. Um, you know, this Bengals team is really not household names, but they've got some players. They've got some dudes. Um, the Rams also have virtually no run game right now. Cam Akers, the rust is showing coming off that injury, coming back, nearly blew the game in Tampa. And, uh, you know, it's just the, the if the fumbles are there, the run game hasn't been either. You know, even take away the fumbles and the yards per carry has just been absent. Um, that is what hurt McVay in his last Super Bowl appearance against the Patriots the disappearance of Todd Gurley. Now that was the writing on the wall, the signifying of the end uh, basically for Todd Gurley's career, but the run game just disappeared and Goff couldn't do anything. Now Stafford's greater than Goff, but this could still be a major factor if the run game remains just absolutely nowhere. If they can't get a run game going and Stafford's forced to throw more chances uh, for the Bengals to make a play and stay in the game, if not run away with the game. But let's talk kickers. I went back and went through each playoff win for each team this year. And for the Bengals, you could argue two of the three playoff wins, the MVP of the game should go to Evan McPherson. He is 12 for 12 
in postseason field goals. This guy's a rookie, by the way. He's three for three from beyond 50, and he's made these all these game-winning kicks. He missed seven kicks during the season. So it's kind of like, what? Why are we spending a fifth-round pick on this guy, drafting a kicker that usually doesn't work out? Uh, I think it's worked out in the playoffs, certainly. Matt Gay for the Rams, actually on the other side of things, he was pretty solid during the regular season. Missed just three kicks uh, during the season, two field goals, one extra point. But he's missed two kicks, two field goals this postseason. Three for four in the playoffs from 40 to 49 yards, and he's 0 for 1 from 50-plus. Both kickers should be fine in the dome. Obviously, perfect kicking conditions, but the edge certainly has to go to McPherson there, in my opinion. As we get into bets, let's cash. Let's talk some bets. I think I'm going to have close to a grand on this game. <laughs> Come on, it's a Super Bowl. It's a Super Bowl. Come on. Biggest betting event of the year, biggest TV event of the year, biggest sport event of the year, I told you. Uh, let's break down the Super Bowl MVP. I'm throwing some flyers here. Yes, I know it's always the quarterback. That's no fun. Staff, I'm seeing on one of my books, Stafford is minus 120 to win the MVP. Yuck. That is that is negative value for me there. Miss me with that, especially if you think, I mean, if you, you think the Rams are going to win, at least take a look at Aaron Donald, right? I don't know. I'm looking, I'm kind of looking away from quarterback here. I thought Brady got it with the Bucks. Yeah, you know, there it's very rarely that. Obviously, the quarterbacks win MVP in the regular season. The quarterbacks usually win MVP in the Super Bowl. But Von Miller and notoriously other guys have won as a defensive player. You've got Julian Edelman, who won in that Rams Super Bowl. I got robbed. I was on Sony Michelle when he was a Patriot, uh, who scored the only offensive touchdown of that Patriots win over the Rams, and they gave the fucking trophy, the Lombardi, to Julian Edelman. Hose job. I, could, I thought that was in the bag that I won Michelle like 40 to one. That was ridiculous. Um, here's who I'm looking at so far. Let's give you kind of the number. So Stafford and Burrow are favored Stafford, um, you know, depending on where you shop them and you can get them Burrow. I'm seeing kind of like two to one. Uh, and then you got Cooper cup around six to one Aaron Donald at 18 to one. Jamar Chase and OBJ at 20 to one, and then Mixon at 33 to one, Akers at 40 to one. Uh, here's who I am betting. I'm on Aaron Donald. I think if the Rams win this game, it's going to be because Aaron Donald and Von Miller absolutely wreak havoc. Um, you know, Burrow doesn't usually turn the ball over too much. So that's why I'm kind of staying away from Ramsey. I wonder if he even is going to throw too much at Ramsey. That's why I'm staying away from Chase, because I think those two can kind of shut each other down. Um, so I'm looking at Donald and Miller. If the Rams win Donald at 18 to one, that's appetizing Von Miller at 70 to one. Thank you very much. Hey, he's done it before. Why not? If he gets a couple of sacks, makes a forced fumble. And it's a defensive game, which this line movement on the under is kind of suggesting that it might be. I like defense in this game. So Donald and Miller are my two Rams bets. And I'm going my boy McPherson. Why not? This dude has kicked four field goals in the last two games, four for four. If he wins it again on a field goal, why not give it to him? 70 to one. Uh, and then also sticking with defense, I like Hendrickson to, uh, you know, the Whitworth banged up. I don't necessarily like the Rams offensive line too much either. Stafford's not a mobile guy. I think the Bengals can put everyone's talking about Donald Miller, that Bengals O-line. I think not enough people are talking about what the Bengals D-line could do uh, to the Rams O-line and Stafford. So I like Hendrickson, 80-1. This dude, was a, uh, he's faced this Rams team before as he's been with the Saints. 
Um, you know, for multiple years before he finally signed with the Bengals, he's a force 80 to one. I like Bates the third. If he could, if Stafford throws a pick six, that is huge. And if it goes to Bates at a hundred to one, I'm going to be looking my chops. And then the other guy, everyone's talking about Hendrickson. I think Sam Hubbard's actually had the more dominant postseason so far. If he gets uh, going for a couple sacks like Von Miller, I like that as well. A hundred to one. So those are my flyers uh, as they try and hit the lob- lottery there. Again, I, I don't think people are talking about Sam Hubbard enough. I like him to record a sack plus 175. Here are some of my bets that I have locked in here as we get you the full uh, shtick here on core bets. I like the, the, for some reason, this doesn't make sense to me. You know, everyone thinks the Rams are going to win. That's fine. Okay. They're favored in a lot of different spots, but to record the first sack Bengals getting plus money. What if the Rams, you know, what if Stafford just falls down in the first play of the game and someone touches him first sack Bengals, I'll take the plus money plus plus one forty-five. I like the Rams to punt first. What if they could, what if they win? you know, the Bengals win the toss and defer and then the Rams go three and out and they punt. I'll take plus money. Uh, mentioned I like non-quarterback to win MVP. That's plus 140. Uh, so even if I don't hit any of those flyers, I'm going to probably load up on a non-QB to win the MVP because plus 140, I think, is decent money there. I'm all over McPherson. I think he, you know, I love this dude. He's spinning bottle caps by kicking field goals in viral TikTok videos. He's been an electric rookie in the postseason. Uh, He is as much the reason the Bengals are here as Joey B. So I'm all over McPherson. The Bengals to kick three or more field goals plus 450. He's kicked four field goals the last two games. So am I falling for a trap? Maybe. Sign me up. Bengals to kick four or more field goals, plus 900. <laughs> you know, they're not like Mahomes. They're not like trying to not kick a field goal. They're not trying to kind of show you up with offense. They're, they'll take the points. They like their kicker, uh, and I like their kicker. McPherson to kick a field goal in the first quarter, plus 210. What, where are we getting some of these numbers? I'm taking all these. First quarter, plus 210. Second quarter, plus 107. Third quarter, plus 203. Fourth quarter, plus 170. Line them up for me, McPherson. Bengals to kick the first field goal, plus 100. Bengals to score first, plus 120. Same thing. If the Rams win the toss and they defer and the Bengals go kick a field goal, I'll take plus money. Thank you very much. Uh, And again, I like this Bengals defense. A lot of names maybe the casual fan hasn't heard of, but this team's talented. I like Logan Wilson, over eight and a half total tackles, solo and assist. He's a linebacker. He's having a great playoff so far, plus 117. Everyone knows the first touchdown scorer. I hate it because it's, you know, it's hard to predict, obviously. You're always taking flyers everywhere, but then it's also usually for primetime games. You, you know, you just have to pick the first touchdown scorer in a game. Here, you can actually pick first t- touchdown scorer for each team. So that's what I'm going to go do. Say, you know, the Bengals score first, and I didn't think, you know, either team scoring first doesn't really necessarily matter for the end of the game. So anything can happen. So I'm taking a flyer. I like to see if I can win both these bets or maybe one out of two. I like OBJ to score the first Rams touchdown plus 400. Look, they're throwing it to him. Run game is desolate. Tyler Higby might not even play. Van Jefferson is questionable. I think it lines up for uh, fade to OBJ. Uh, when they're first and goal, second and goal, when they're inside the 10, OBJ first Rams TD score. And then Bengals, I like them to just run the football, get inside, uh, run it with Mixon. 
He's had kind of an average playoffs. He does have a touchdown in the postseason, plus 250. Again, I, I think the, the run game is obviously a bit more there for the Bengals where they will just pound the rock, and Mixon does have that uh, nose for the end zone. So I like him to score the first Bengals touchdown, plus 250. Look, bottom line, I think there's going to be a close, good game. Obviously, that's what we're hoping for, and I think it's what we're trending towards because um, the playoffs have been fantastic. It started out kind of shitty with a – poor weekend of super wild card games but since then it's been nothing but awesome uh great football certainly um so i'm taking a few more flyers game decided by three points plus 390 why not six points plus 800 and seven points plus 587 i think it's going to be a one score game why not play those key numbers excuse me in the game of football last game to go to overtime in the super bowl was a day, a night that is burned and etched in my memory. It is 28-3, Tom Brady winning the coin toss, driving down the field, and sending Matt Ryan and the Falcons into just a swirling, tumbling abyss of sorrow. And we haven't been back since. Can't I can't shake it. It's been, oh my God, it's been five years. And it still haunts me to this day. Um, so, hey, game to go to overtime. 10 to 1. Why not? Flyer. And I also am taking an exact score. Bengals 23, Rams 20, 80 to 1. Throwing stacks, baby. It's the Super Bowl. Uh, I'll probably be playing the under as my straight bet. Bengals spread and Bengals money line. Probably some pretty hefty straight bets at that. But I'll wait until Sunday before I make the final decision on those. The plays that I did give you throughout the course of this podcast. Those are locked in. Prop bets. Uh, player bets there. Those are uh, done, signed, sealed, delivered. They are awaiting to be cashed or to be lost. Um, but these straight bets, I'm going to kind of see, again, some more live, uh, line movement throughout the course of the week before I make my final decision on those. My biggest bet will probably likely be the Bengals and the under-teased to give myself a little bit of wiggle room there. Uh, I like the Bengals. Hope you like this episode of Core Bets as we break down kind of every single trend, analysis, angle, what have you, of the big game. It's an awesome week. We are going live for UFC 271 on my YouTube page. Make sure to subscribe to there to not miss anything. Uh, should be a lot of fun this Saturday night. And then, of course, I hope you all enjoy the big game on Sunday. And, of course, let's cash. <laughs>